Here is a sermon message from Somerville Community Baptist Church. To hear more sermons like this, please visit iloveSCBC.org. Well, good morning. So good to see you guys. I know I can see you guys through the camera. As I said, it's always difficult to really keep my spirit, you know, uplifted as I see all this empty seats and lows. I know it was Kim or someone, I think it was Kim, who suggested that, you know, put all these pictures. It's low. I don't know whether that is going to be a little bit creepy <laughs> or so. But anyway, I'm glad you have joined our live streaming this Sunday. And the day it happened to be one of the hottest day of the year. You know, as I was walking into the sanctuary, and I feel this so cool and pleasant air. And noticing it, that's right, we have all these new ACs. And that reminds me of this last summer, how struggled that we were, right? Remember that? You know, because of the half of our old ACs, ACs were broken. And it wasn't working. So it just blew all this warm air. And everybody was just swinging with whatever that he had. And, and I felt like, oh my God, if you guys are here, I'm sure that you feel so pleasant and just cool air and that also miss you guys so much i know you guys miss being here i'm sure that by the end of this summer really hopefully uh, we'll be able to reopen our church to get back to our i know it'll be a little bit different more cautious step but get back to our spiritual life in one body and as, as our lord jesus christ so Having all said that, let us jump and dive into our stories, story of Joseph. And you know, what we've been studying about the story of Joseph during the summertime is that, you know, we take this famous story of Joseph, looking at it from a slightly different angle to be able to find out the source of encouragement, the words of encouragement. You know, Sunday school lesson about Joseph is this. Oh, Joseph is a great character. He's noble. He's always faithful. And he was excelling everything that he did. Oh, but that's Joseph. I'm just normal, an ordinary human being. No, no, no. We learned that Joseph was born and grew up in dysfunctional family. He himself is far, far, far away from being perfect in terms of his character. But when God intervenes his life, when God wants to use him, it doesn't matter where he came from, who he is, what kind of character and personality that he has. God can use them. You know, and, and today as we continue I want to continue on talking about God's faithfulness, God's providence, and God's love and God's care. I entitled today's message, When You Are Down to Nothing, that God is Up to Something. Can we just say that with me? I know it's an encouraging phrase, so let's do that. When you are down to nothing, that God is up to something. Is that so true? Remember this, that's the whole theme that I'm going to drive you guys into with me. When you feel like you are down to nothing, God is always, always, always up to something. And we're going to see that through the story, especially the story that we found. We find the 41 chapter, and actually the 40th, 40th chapter as well, of this book of Genesis. You know, almost everyone in the world, sure, know this British producer and celebrity. And his name is Simon Cowell. How many of you know the Simon Cowell? He's very famous, right? He's known and famous for his critical remarks as a judge on a TV competition show called American 
idol. That's right. Now, now you may love him, you may hate him, but the fact, undeniable fact is, he is everywhere on this entertainment platform. He's a successful man and he's a celebrity. You know, he's really weird, though. His lifestyle. I don't know if you ever read about his life. He usually sleeps until noon every day. And he's watching an hour of carton every day. And he's also health nuts. He's popping and taking vitamins as if it's candies. And he's actually breathes the pure oxygen while he's pure smoker. So it's just something that it doesn't make any sense. But the Simon, he's alive. Simon has learned some hard lessons um, about his life as he was going through. At the beginning of his career, that he dreamed of this fortune and fame. You know, by the late 20s, he has become already millionaire. And then things got not the right way. Economy turned down. All the business that he started was just not working. And as a result, he lost everything. He lost everything. And he said that, and when he lost everything, that's when he learned this great, great lesson. He said that losing everything is probably the greatest lesson that he had ever learned. And I was able to get back to my parents' house and start it all over again. And out of that experience, he said that he learned very important principle that has guided him and also that has stayed with him until the make him who he is. He's kind of multi-millionaire multi right now. The lesson is this. He said it, I quote, I always believe that every single negative can lead to a positive. How many of you believe that? And I, I, can't, I can't agree no more. I believe that every single negative can lead to a positive. You know, if this is true to this entertainer, you know, who used this as his principle and, you know, help him to enable to overcome every single problem that he had, how much more that we can apply to our life, we as the children of God, right? We have our perfect master who is overseeing, who knows from past, present, future, how much more in him every single negative can lead to a positive, right? You know, I want to give you another version of that promise from today's story, the story of Joseph. Who had experienced years of setback, who had experienced so many of these injustice trials. And he learned that every single negative can lead to a positive if God is with him. When he is down to nothing, you know, God is up to something. So let's say that one more time, one hour, hour, hour. In a topic today, when you are down to nothing, that God is up to something. Amen. Amen. God takes our setbacks and he turns them into our greatest comebacks. Amen. God takes our disappointment and he turns them back into his appointment. God takes our misfortunes and turns them into the great godly fortunes. 
And knowing that and believing that, that's what enables us to overcome our setbacks, overcome our difficult times. You know, life is full of setbacks. How many of you disagree? Probably no one, right? Life is full of delays. And life is full of disappointments. And life is full of uncertainties. We know that, especially as we are going through these very difficult times. 60 and 70,000 people a day being tested, you know, and 100,000 people are dying every day. Oh my God. I'm not even talking about our politics and our economies. Life is full of uncertainties. But Joseph, we have before us this morning, teaches us how God can turn every single negativity, negatives to things of our life, and turn into positive. Let me just recap and just catch up with our story of Joseph so that you know that where we are right now. I'm sure that you can just kind of follow along with me. You know, when Joseph was born in a dysfunctional family, he himself was far from being perfect. He was born 11th out of 12 um, siblings, 12 men, and there are probably more of these you know, daughters and their siblings as well. And he was dealing with all these siblings' libraries because his father... Jacob always fond and have a favor upon him who are the great, you know, loaves and dresses, not other brothers, even though he's 11th. You know the importance of the first, right? He's 11th. And because of them, he was being sold as a slave to Egyptian commander, Potiphar, right? While he was there and serving as a servant, he was also being seduced by his master's wife, and as a result, he was being sent to Zale for the things that he did not do. Years passed, he encountered the one of the government officials called Cupbearer. And he was able to interpret his dream. And he asked him and pleaded him, can you just remember me as you are going to restore? And she surely did restore his position after three days, but he did forget about Joseph. Forget Joseph for two full years. That's when we pick up our stories. Now, let us learn a few things, and, and, you know, very important principle about what Joseph did he do while he was struggling, as he believing that God is always up to something, even though he was down in a pit and didn't know what to do. I think the first lesson is this. We have to be resilient in your difficulties, Right? you got to have to be resilient in your difficulties. You know, when we believe that God has a plan for your life, that faith, that calling, it helps you when you go through some tough times. Isn't that true? As I was a young pastor, you know, after God called me, um, you know, I went to see my uncle, who was and who is a pastor of Korean church and down in New York, Queens right now. This is what he told me. It really kind of resonated in my heart. Ever since then, he told me this, David, make sure that you are called to this ministry. And he continues, because if you do not know your call, whether or not you're really called to God's ministry, when the difficult times happen, when the difficult times happen, you find yourself screaming and blaming and walked away and quit. 
You know, I had no idea how important and precious that lesson was. You know, a few years later, as I found myself um, outside one day, I look up into the sky, and I was kind of crying out to God, God, get me out of here. How many of you actually felt that? You felt like this is your call that was actually given by God, and you're not sure, and when the difficult time comes, and you are struggling, right? But here's the good thing. The good thing that God has given me is that God, our amazing Lord, has never allowed me to forget that he called me as his servant. He never allowed me to forget about that. He never allowed me to forget about that God has called me to this church to flock and shepherd and minister to you guys. And it was that resilience in my heart from the calling of God that helped me stay firm, stay strong, stay faithful during difficult times. Think about Joseph's life. You know, it was his dream from God, isn't it? It was his dream. In other words, it was his calling from God because of his dream, even though he was torn from his father. He was betrayed by his brother. He was sold as a slave. He was being seduced and framed by his master's wife. He was being sent to a prison. He was being forgotten for two full years by the cupbearer. He was able to still stay faithful, stay positive, stay strong. Now get this. Get this with me. Where is Joseph? When all these things happen, he's a slave, right? He's a prisoner or, you know, he's been taken out of his normal life. He's not living his dream. His dream is on hold. But the Bible says that in the time of slavery, that in the time of being present, that's when Joseph was most successful and most prosperous man. Think about that. On the eyes of Joseph, it was the death end. But on the eyes of God, it's a new beginning. On the eyes of Joseph, it's perhaps the worst thing that ever happened in his life. But on the eyes of God, it is the best thing that ever happened throughout the life of Joseph. Think about that. By understanding and embracing and knowing God's calling. And through Joseph, it's actually God's I mean, dream that came from God. You are going to be stay strong. Make sure that you have resilience when you are having difficult time by understanding the calling that God has given you. You know, your circumstance does not create who you are. Would you agree? Your circumstance does not define who you are. You know, it is Joseph when he was stuck in as a slave. You know, he was able to be really excelling, doing everything that is so amazing. Then shortly after, his master, Potiphar, was able to, in, you know, was able to actually allocate and gave every single power and position that is upon Joseph. If you read the Bible, I believe it's chapter 39, and, you know, this is what the Bible says. You know, Potiphar, he was so trusting Joseph. Now, he did not know everything but anything on his table, those food, daily food. Wow, isn't that amazing? You know, this commander was able to trust him so much. You know, it is when Joseph was being stuck in jail. 
not only two years, almost over decades. That's when he was excelling. That's when he was so prosperous being in charge of whole prison. You see, wherever he went, he became to the top because it wasn't about his circumstances. It wasn't about his circumstances. You know, it was about his heart. It was about his walk with God. It was about his character. And it was about his calling dream from God. We have to stop blaming about our circumstances. You know, circumstances not define who you are. It is your walk with God. Amen. It is your heart with God. And it is your calling that God has given you. And then remember this. If you read, you know, chapter 39, you find it's amazing phrase. You know, that is God is with Joseph. Think about that. Especially when Joseph was a slave. And twice, if you use the other, you know, translation, it will be more. Twice it said that God was with Joseph. When Joseph was being stuck in prison, twice God was said that God was with Joseph. Joseph. Isn't that amazing? Presence of God is another reason that we can be resilient during our difficult times. Do you know that God goes with you wherever you go? Do you know that God goes with you? It's not just good place or good timing or good things. No. God goes with you even if you feel like you are being stuck in prison. Even feel like you are being kind of stuck as a slave. God is with you. Brothers and sisters, get this. Resilience is not a matter of self-sufficiency. Rather, it is God-sufficiency. In fact, would you say that with me? Resiliency is not a matter of self-sufficiency. It is a matter of God-sufficiency. It is based on the very presence of God in our lives. And how many of you know whenever God is with you, it's okay wherever you are. Because I know in the end, you're going to win. You know, all your problem is going to resolve. You know you are going to be on the right hand. So make sure that you find your resilience during your difficult times from your calling, from the presence of God. The second lesson that we can learn through this story, story of Joseph in this part here, is this. You have to understand That God's delays are never God's denial. Understand that God's delays are never God's denial. Listen to me now. That Joseph is 30 years old right now. And many scholars, Jewish scholars believe that Joseph has been in prison more than 10 years and 12 years. You know, reading it from this chapter 41 and verse 1, we can actually read it all together. Let's read. It says that the two full years has passed, right? That's what it says pretty much here. And we can probably make this hasten decision about, oh, that's right, Joseph was being in prison for only two years. That doesn't make any sense. Think about that. When he was sold as a slave, how old was he? 17, right? And many scholars believe that you know, Joseph was serving at Potiphar's house for less than a year, right? That as of about 18, right? And then... Two years passed by after two years after encounter of cupbearer, 
right? When finally Joseph was be able to be interpret the King Pharaoh's dream and became the second most highest one, how old was he? He was 30. There are a lot of time gap. A lot of Jewish scholars believe that Joseph was in prison around 12 years. It's actually from the one of the apocalypse. That's kind of the another version of the Bible. A lot of Catholic beliefs. And in one of the versions of the Bible clearly said that apocalypse is a 12 years of Joseph's been in prison. That makes sense. You know, Joseph being sold as a slave when he was 17 and served as a, served as a slave at Potiphar's house a little less than a year. And then for 12 years, that's when he was 28, he encountered cup bearer. Interpret his dream and hoping and pleading that you will be restoring me. And then Bible says, the first verse of the chapter 41, he spent another two full years. I can't imagine. I can't imagine how Joseph might have felt when he was getting tired of being in prison almost over decades. When especially there was a last source of hope that was called bearer. I mean, he did his favor to him. He's going to return his favor. And he said he would. So next day, he was waiting. Oh, somebody's going to send, you know, from his cup bearer to restore me. And that hope turned into the disappointment. Then another day, he was hoping, perhaps this day is the day that he's going to come to rescue me and restore me, getting me out of this jail. And nothing happened for two years. After you being in prison that long time, I'm sure he was devastated. I'm sure he had no source, any hope that was left upon his life. But get this. God's delay are never God's denials. We know that from the story, right? From the beginning to the end, as we are reading, that's so clear. The Lord has a perfect calendar laid out for Joseph in advance, and there wasn't any waste days in anywhere in his story. Everything was unfolded perfectly according to God's timetable. And Joseph was just hung in there, even though he did not know what's going on. Right? He knew that God was in charge. I mean, think about that, how perfect this timing was. If the cupbearer was so thankful that he interpreted, Joseph interpreted his dream, that that's why he was restored, his position, his life back. If this cupbearer came right back after his restoration of his position and then take him out of jail, what happened? I mean, he could be free man, but still slave. Think about that. He was still, still, still slave, probably being slave to the other house. But that's not happened, right? That's not happened. When King Pharaoh had this dream that deeply troubles him, that somehow God intervened this heart of Kabira and then helped him remind of this, this guy whose name is Joseph, who helped him about two years ago to interpret his dream. That's why he was able to bring Joseph to King Pharaoh. And you know the rest of the history, which I'm going to explain to you. That also leads us to the last, last lesson that we can learn from the story of Joseph. You gotta be ready for your comeback. Can you say that with me? We have to be ready for our comeback. You know, watch what happens in this story, especially in chapter 41. One day the king woke up and he said he had a set of dreams that deeply troubles him. The king started to talk about his dreams to his close servant, that is 
the restored cup bearer. And the Bible says, this is what the cup bearer said. Oh, by the way, I know somebody who can help you with that. He just remembered after two years? Or he had a memory loss or what? But somehow God intervened in his life. Now, he helped his cupbearer, reminded of this Joseph. And anyway, now he's back. You know, he was brought to the King Ferris. And then King Ferris is talking about his dream. And many of you know the dream. It is prediction about seven years of abundance. Prediction about seven years of in want. Deeply followed by Seven years of this abundant crops and grains followed by seven years of severe, severe famine. And it was actually Joseph who suggested to the king to select a capable leader to oversee the project. The project is, while we are going to be in abundant all these crops and grains, let us just visit each part of our country to store vast amount of those grain. And he said that we got to find a leader who is capable of doing and taking the full responsibility of this great project. I'm sure when he said that, he never meant him, right? Think about that. He's just prisoner and he's also slave. But this is how God works. I want you to read these passages as we are even picturing and depicting this great and amazing comeback of Joseph. Verse 39 of 41 chapter, the book of Genesis. Verse 37 through 38 first. Verse 37, the plan seemed good to Pharaoh and to all his officials. So Pharaoh asked them, can we find anyone like this man, the one in whom is the spirit of the Lord? Verse 40, verse 39 and 40. The Pharaoh said to Joseph, Since God has made all this known to you, there is no one so discerning and wise as you. You shall be in charge of my palace. And all my peoples are to submit to your orders. Only with respect to the throne will I be greater than you. Once again, Joseph moved up to the ladder and he got the top Job. And verse 46, gonna read, we're going to read it for the last one. Joseph was 30 years old when he entered the service of Pharaoh, king of Egypt. And Joseph went out from Pharaoh's presence and traveled throughout Egypt. How old was Joseph when he was sold in as a slave? 17, right? How old was he? When he got all these troubles and trials and difficulties resolved, when he was 30. The longest 13 years of Joseph's life. Think about that. Last years of his teens and whole decades of his 20s has been, sent, has been spent in slavery, has been spent in prison. But I want you to remember this. Nothing was lost. Amen? Nothing was wasted. Nothing was wasted. Think about all this hardship and all the disappointment, all the delays. It was all preparing Joseph to literally overnight become the second greatest, most powerful man in the land of Egypt. Think about that. You know, 
all your setbacks and all your difficult times, if God is with you, if that is God's will, if that is a purpose and that is God's calling upon your life, you can go through it with assurance because God is in charge. You know, and here's the thing. God tend to use your difficult time, tend to use your lowest of the lows to preparing you, to make you ready, and also to make your character ready. Think about that. You know, Joseph did not know, had no idea about all this Egyptian culture and life, economy or politics, right? And because of Joseph being in, uh, serving, as a, so serving as a slave for a little less than a year, Eventually, who was in charge of this entire household, the possession and everything of this commander, Potiphar. And that's why, I guess, he was able to start learning about trade, start learning about their culture, start learning about probably their language and everything. Right? By the time, it's the best thing you know, to learn their culture where you are getting into their life. That's why a lot of people and students who won't want to learn English, and they have what is called a homestay, right? They actually stay with the, their host family. Those are either Canadian or American. And, and that way they can learn their culture most. Think about that. Those year, about a year of time, that wasn't wasted. I mean, think about while he was in prison. Somebody said that prison is the best place to learn everything. I mean, would you agree? Think about that. There are every different sorts of people are there as someone who's in charge and who's been staying there for so long, over decades, I'm sure he was able to encounter so many people. From the scammer thieves to the governor officials, perhaps the doctors and scientists of all these Egyptians, by having the conversation with them, by listening, by being taught by them, I'm sure that he was able to well ready when he got called by the king Pharaoh to interpret his dream. You see that? Nothing has been wasted. In the time of Joseph, the same rules and same principles can apply to your life. I don't know whatever that you are going through in your life right now. You feel like, you know what, Lord, I can't do this anymore. Uh, what is happening? What is going on in my life? Again, you see everything that I had gone through on top of that. Lord, what is up to you? What are you up to? You know, he's up to something. When you feel like you're down to nothing, you cry out, Lord, where are you? God is right next to you. God is preparing you. God is somehow walking with you this very difficult time and hoping that you are going to be molded in terms of your character, in terms of your, you know, in terms of your royalty to God, like everything. And during those times, remember this, God prepare other circumstances, other people for your great Come back. That's why I said that Romans 8, 28 is so true. And that is a theme of this whole story of Joseph. I hope that you remember this by this time. In all things, right? All things. God works for those who love him and according to his calling. Or the call according to his will. That's it. That's it. Brothers and sisters, Joseph was in the down in the down, lowest the lows. He had no other hope. But what he did know somehow that God is in charge. 
And even though he was going through all different assholes, being betrayed by his brother, being separated from his family, being torn by his father, being framed by his master's wife, being sent in jail for the things that he did not do, and being staying in prison over decades, but nothing was wasted. I know as we are going through this very difficult time during this COVID-19, many of you are suffering. It's so you know, hard to see all of my brothers and sisters. They're going through very difficult times in the middle of making very difficult decisions. They're going through very uh, sufferings of their physical issues. They're going through some um, their financial issues, relational issues, like everything. You feel like you want to cry out. You feel like that you are down to nothing. Remember that God is always up to something for you. Always remember that when you feel like you are down to nothing. God is always up to something. Preparing the great comeback that you never imagined that would happen in your life. That's how our God, that's how great our God is. Let's pray. Our Father God, we come before you. Be encouraged by your word today, Lord. What a great comeback that Joseph's story what an amazing return and everything that he had gone through for the last 13 years for I believe that we can apply the same lessons same principles in our lives we feel like we are down to nothing we'll always always be mindful from the story of Joseph Lord you are always up to something while you are walking with us this very difficult time you are shaping us and molding us to be the character, to be the who we are that is to according to your will. And also preparing all the other circumstances, people to work for the glory of you, Lord. So as we leave this place, Lord, and going back to our longer lives, may we always be encouraged by your presence, by assuring that, Lord, you are always with us. You are always, always up to something even though that we don't see that even though that we don't understand even though that we don't want to grasp what's happening in our lives you know we are going to be encouraged from the fact that you are always working behind in front of us may you continue to be guiding us as we are going through this very difficult time pray that all in our lord jesus christ's name